This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello everybody, welcome to the Broadcast Podcast. Uh, My name is Tom, I'm part of the team at Broadcast, uh, as is Tim, who is with me here today. Hey Tim. Hello Tom. So we're going to start a new series in the next few episodes on the podcast, and we're going to be talking about culture. And we wrote a book along with Colin Barron a few years ago called Multiplanting, where really what we wanted to do was share some of the lessons we've learned in Manchester. So we do a a multi-site church up here. And we do it using a lot of um, church planting ideas. So the way we get new sites started is uh, is small, it's scrappy, um, there's a lot of entrepreneurialism going into it. And uh, it's a model that at the time we hadn't seen a lot of other people using or exploring and thought um, thought we'd write some of it down and see if it could help others. Uh, And what we've noticed is that book has done the rounds is there's a middle section of it where we talk about culture and what it is in our church and what the the different cultures are that that fuel our planting and that's really the bit of the book that people have asked us about and uh, commented on more than any other and I thought it'd be great just on the pod to open up that conversation a little bit and talk in this episode we'll just talk a bit generally about church culture what it is and why it matters and then over the next few weeks we'll dig into some of the specifics of what the culture is at our church and um, maybe phrased differently but um, similar ideas are, are often in the culture of those churches that that pioneer and plant and um, do a lot of the things that many of the people who listen to this pod want to do. So that's the plan and that's where I want to go. So so Tim, why don't you just um, share a little bit on, when we talk about culture in a church, it's one of those words that uh, is often in the books and the talks, but, but what does it actually mean? I guess culture for us is the way that we do things around here. Uh, it's the way we treat each other, the way we get stuff done. Uh, it is the atmosphere of the church. So I think when any of us says we have a culture of this, we're talking about those sorts of things, I think. Yeah, maybe um, do you want to bring up one of the CCM ones just as an example and show, yeah. show how it works? Yeah, so we would talk about, uh, I think, the best culture. So that would work for us. Uh, in lots of levels actually so I I think it starts in our leadership team meetings so uh, we we try when we are talking about our church or people in our church uh, we always go with a let's think the best of them so uh, often leadership teams you're looking for new people to do stuff and uh, looking for volunteers or you have a new initiative you want people to run it or uh, or ideas and you want people involved and to try and go at it with a a very hopeful, we think the best of that person kind of mindset, as opposed to a maybe a, a more cynical or, or, or even an overly protective mindset, like a, well, that person is too busy, I don't, they'll say no. So even then, though, we we work really hard not to say no for someone. Um, yeah, so I, I think that would be, and then it comes out a bit in our in our training. So we train a lot of preachers and worship leaders and preachers particularly I think we try and explain look you're new to preaching so the church has to have some grace for you and we teach them to think the best of you because there's a good chance your first few preachers won't be all that (laughs) but also you need to if you get up there and tell them off 
um, and don't think the best of them, then we're going to have some, you know, that's going to be difficult for us. So, so that, that kind of think the best narrative kind of works out in that space as well, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, when you put it that way, it really uh, drives home, I think, the, the idea that culture is something people notice. Mm. So someone walks through the door on a Sunday, mm. uh, they, they like it, they come back a few weeks, they, they hang out with people midweek, maybe go to a community group or two. And then if you're to ask them, what was it like? like or, yeah. What is this community of people like? What's this church like? The kind of things that, that they would say are the culture. Are, mm. they, are they picking up that the best is being thought of them and mm. of other people? And is that in the atmosphere? Mm. And if, if it's not, if they're, they're saying, well, actually, it's quite a cynical, critical place where people are torn down a lot, yes. then they think the best culture isn't really operating in that place. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, no, they should. They should feel it. It should experience it. It should be obvious to them very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which makes it a little bit different from some of the other church leadership things we talk about, right? Mm. So, so vision is something we talk about, mm. and um, I don't think we'd say the same of vision. How, how, how would you differentiate the two? Well, between vision and culture? Yeah. I suppose vision is where we want to go, uh, and culture is the how we walk the journey there, I guess. Yeah. So, that, that, so we would talk about devotion, community, mission, been for me that's what i think of when i think of our vision i think uh, we want all of our people to live out devotion community mission we want our sites to be an example of devotion community mission in the area that they're in and we want to plant more sites that have devotion community mission and we want to do that in manchester and abroad so for us for me that feels like that is our vision and the culture is the way that we walk towards that i think yeah i think that's helpful um like vision being quite future focused yeah. um I think about different churches that I've been part of and vision is something that's often cast mm. and so there'll be a meeting and yes. someone in leadership will explain yes. to everyone what the vision is yeah. and then everyone has to start to understand it, start to agree with it, get on board and line up with it. Yeah. And it's a thing that often is an articulation of something that doesn't exist, that we want to exist. Yes. Um, I mean, in our case, devotion, community, and mission, we want those to exist more. So yes. uh, it could be it exists to a degree and we're looking for more of it. Yeah. Or a vision could be something that just isn't in existence, but there's a sense that um, before the Lord, there's a, a desire for that to be. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't think culture works the same way. Culture is a reflection of what exists. And yeah. I mean, I guess you could say we... We want to have this culture. Mm. Um, so even thinking about the, the you know, what you said about the, a cynical kind of atmosphere in a church, yeah. um, or slightly jaded maybe, mm. uh, I think you can recognise that and say, okay, we need to we need to work work yeah. on this. I mean, there would have been times where that would have existed in CCM in just in in, a, in one of the sites or in a particular team um, because of something they've been through or the style of leader or whatever. You know that can creep in quite easily, and so then. You have to come back to actually know this is the sort of place we want this to be. So we need to work on that. So uh, it it kind of holds you to account a bit. At least I hope it does. Yeah, I think think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Um, And and so that, I I guess, brings us to two linked questions, doesn't Mm. it? So uh, there's a recognition of what we want the culture to be. Yeah. And a recognition of what the culture is. Yeah. And 
in an ideal world, there's alignment between the two. So yeah. the the desired ex, um, articulated culture that uh, leaders and others would would recognise as this is the way we do things around here mm. um, has to sit alongside the insight of how do we actually do things around here and what's the experience of people who are who are part of it. Um, what, what, what do you think for for a church that maybe is just starting to think about culture uh, and they want to maybe give some articulation to what the culture is? How do you figure that out? I, I remember for us there were conversations around this. Or I think it was in your old house where mm. uh, we were trying to work out the CCM culture. Like, yeah. How would you advise a church who, who's in that process at the moment? I mean, I think for us, it probably came out of the vision that we wanted to achieve, what we felt God was calling us to do as a church, which was that devotional community mission, but planting um, kind of small groups of 50 people in and around Manchester and them all being linked together as a multi-site church. So I think that kind of hope and vision that we thought that would help us to disciple, see people saved, love the poor, uh, all of that stuff. And I think it was realising, OK, if we're going to do that, we need to be able to bring through leaders quickly. Uh, we need to be uh, quite fast moving, but also you need to have pretty strong community uh, vibes or ties mm. to in order to be able to move quickly and not just be hammering people with the next thing. Um, there also needs to be quite a, a bit of faith and hope in it as well and optimism, I suppose. Um, so I think for us, it, it it's hard to look back on these things. It, I think it came from vision first and we, we were led by uh, Colin Barron who's, who tends to think in like 50 year blocks. <laughs> so, so it was always, this is the dream of where it could get to. And then I think we, you can kind of go to strategy and organization. Okay. These are the things that we need to do in the, um, but actually realizing just how we simply need to treat each other and, that these meetings can be enjoyable and you can uh, actually enjoy being with each other. And that, that all of that stuff is probably more important than the nuts and bolts of the strategy. So I, I think if you were starting afresh, uh, what sort of culture do, do we want? It, there has to be a little bit of, well, what is God calling us to? Where, where, where are we being led? Would you agree with that? I think so. Yeah. I, I think uh, you mentioned Colin and yeah. I think, for us, he's quite a, a big piece of this. Um, yes. So we've both been part of CCM since the pretty early days. You've yeah. been here longer than I have um, by a couple of years. But we both came in when when it was really being shaped from the ground up yes. um, and had the opportunity to help do that. But we we also both bought into Colin and his, yes. his vision, yes. his desire to plant in this way. We, we came on board because we wanted to get involved with that mm. and have been discipled and raised up and trained through into leadership a lot by Colin. Yes, absolutely. And so as I think about the CCM culture, I can map it onto, in those early meetings when I'd come from different places with different ways of thinking, what are the themes that kept coming up again and again mm. that mm. Colin was helping me see in different ways? And mm. um, I think we did an exercise once where we were just writing down what are all the things that are like the Colin vibe of leadership? So this um, encouragement of people to have a go and yes. um, not wanting to write people off if something hasn't worked, but yes. drawing them back in and yes. things like that. We, 
I think it, it ties into vision, but also ties into a vision that had been working out for years and years before either mm. of us got yeah, here. Absolutely. Colin had been planting other churches and other multi-sites in Manchester before CCM. And so I, I think one of the exercises that can be really helpful is if you know your vision and you've been going at it for a while, what are the conversations that you keep coming back around with people? Mm, and what yeah, are the things good. that if we could only instill into everyone this mm. then they'd be kind of running the way we want them to run and mm. operating the way we want them to operate uh, and being able to figure those things out mm. I think can be really helpful yeah it's, that's really interesting I mean just thinking about the the person involved who was the most formative uh, def- definitely in those early years but you know for years after as well but I guess as he as more leaders came through and were trained up we we all shaped uh, much more, but the direction was very set by by Colin, really, um, and we all just kind of went on his coattails until we owned it ourselves. I think so. It is worth thinking about that and um, that dynamic in a in a leadership team. What the like even that kind of self reflection. I mean, it's a big thing about where are you at simply in your walk with God mm. and your own sanctification and all of that stuff and your own understanding of grace and. Uh, the Holy Spirit and what it means to f- have faith uh, and to be on mission and, and all of that stuff kind of within your own self-awareness, your own what is my actual style of leading people? How do I make people feel as I lead them? Do they, you know, do they feel like, oh, they got, I've got to do it or he's going to get a bit upset? Do, do we have to do things uh, you know her way of doing it do we have to do it his way of doing it how do we you know what is the reaction people have and that was probably for me you realize you actually set a culture by who you are so even in your own family I mean um, I'm aware that as the one of the parents in the family you totally set a culture by how you talk at dinner time so do you give one word answers uh, do you you know do you daydream a little bit which my kids accuse me of doing do you know you know what's the or are you do you engage and do you ask them questions you do do you draw them out and that that cult, the culture setting activity of probably the senior leader or definitely the the, the senior leaders yes. uh, actually i think a uh, more influential we like to think that in british culture we're not hierarchical but actually we very are aren't we really yeah, uh, and actually we are very influential so that thinking about colin and what he bought we probably slightly downplay it it but by accident but actually yeah. it is especially in the first five to five to seven years would have been the most influential in it because he would just personality type he would just fight for <laughs> fight for the cultures that he loved yes. wouldn't he so he would yeah. um, and I think just reflecting on the the different things that have happened over the years and the different people who have been around and had uh, had a go at leading things and like so, some of the time it's gone great, some of the time stuff hasn't quite worked out as we would have wanted. Yeah. Um, but it it seems to me like culture is the the gatekeeper for yes. seniority in yes. CCM without us ever articulating yes. that really. Um, like I, I can't think of examples of people who haven't been able to lead because their doctrine's been out of whack with the CCM doctrine. Uh, I can't think of examples where it's huge, egregious moral failures that have taken people out. But I can think of examples of people uh, who've tried to um, be involved, but 
the culture that they have come from. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm not sure like national culture, but just ways of doing things, yeah. particularly, hasn't quite matched up with the CCM culture. And it's just caused difficulty and frustration, I think, on both sides, actually, Mm. and people not being able to flourish and thrive. And that's then prevented people really stepping up and taking more on, hasn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've seen leaders who've been very gifted and who could have, uh, you know, could probably could have outrun us in terms of their ability, um, but they didn't get the culture. So actually, that just meant it didn't ever work relationally. And it's relationship is the important thing, like get emotional connection and connectivity across the whole um, church. It, that just didn't work because they wouldn't tune into the culture. And we've had leaders who are much less gifted than even than us, but than others that we've had, but totally buy into the culture. And so they just succeed more. They just yeah. it goes better for them. They enjoy it more. Actually, I think you could say more people become Christians. <laughs> I mean, even in the, it sounds nuts, but, and I don't know whether it correlates, but as you look at it, that seems, I mean, we're a multi-site that has, what, seven services in five locations, but we have five that we've tried that now no longer exist to various levels. Uh, and it is uh, the culture that has meant that's not actually much of a big deal. Would you say that was fair? Oh, yeah, absolutely, it's fair. Um, I could imagine being in a, a church where you try one thing and it doesn't work and yes. then the brakes are slammed on for 20 years. Yeah. That's maybe an extreme caricature, but um, it certainly hasn't been what we've experienced. Yeah. And again, it's it starts with Colin's attitudes, mm-hmm. but, um, but it's not just Colin holding it, but it's been imparted and you operate the same way, Andy operates the same way, yeah. I operate the same way, Lizzie does, Hannah does. Loads of the, the leaders that we have are all operating from these same principles. Yeah. And then it, it's creating this atmosphere wider into the church, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I was, inter- I was talking to a, a pastor just last week and he was saying that his church, they, they've had a few plants in the past, lost people to, to those plants, uh, and now his church, can't, they can't plant. I was like, oh, and it, it was before he was leading it and he'd been leading it for a number of years. And they had somehow baked the, into the culture that we can't do this now. Mm. <laughs> so some, and it's easy to say it's strategy and faith and bravery and all of that stuff. But actually, probably there is a, there's something in that leadership team and in the culture of the church which needs unpicking and resetting. Mm. Uh, and it's not theological. He believes in it. And, you know, it's a good person. Mm. They're all good people. But it, something had baked in. And it is... Um, it, often just in the way mm. people relate and the way things are done that means either you know it prevents doesn't it it's fascinating mm. I think. What, what do you think is the answer to that then so if, if a church recognizes on that or, or any issue culturally there's some stuff here that we'd love to shift and we'd love to shape the culture in a way a little bit differently than it currently is shaped. Like what, what could a church do when it finds itself in that situation? I think you've got to know where you want to go. So it, like that vision, what do we want to get done? But also what, what do we actually want it to be like around here? Um, yeah, so maybe it is a, there's a, a timidity or a lack of, lack of faith that, you know, we can, we can step out and God is with us and, uh, and even a, a lack of a desire to go through, because it is hard, you know, that to, go, to go through the difficult seasons of it um so you think about all of that and then i think for us it's always been in the leadership 
teams. It's always, and it's, you know, you always think it should start from the ground up, um, which is true, but how do you, like, it should be organic, which is just a, I hate it when church leaders talk about organic things. It's just, somebody has to put a seed in the ground somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So you think, I think in the leadership teams, recognising this is a cultural problem, how do we, how do we change it for us? So, I mean, we've, eating together as uh, kind of our senior leaders, we realised it was quite important because we were quite fast moving mm. and because we're quite separate in different sites that actually if there isn't that that slow time together, it just, it gets very, it gets quite business quite quick because mm. um, we don't meet that often. So that even on that kind of knucklehead level, I think, and then even thinking how do we bring through leaders recognising that what's our attitude to people in in that team? How do we view the leaders we have? Do we think we've never got enough leaders or do we think they're all in the church? We just need to find them. I mean, there's lots of kind of mind sets that need to alter a bit. Yes. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think the the way leaders operate is crucial because otherwise you, you're telling people what you want them to do and it's yeah. hypocritical, isn't yes, it? So yes. I think self-reflection on your own life as a culture setter mm. and uh, and then building it out in concentric circles. Um, I, I do think there's something in um, in finding those people who can get on board quickly. Yes. So if you've got a whole church yes. that needs to, should say on the um, reluctance to church plant, and you as a leader, you you don't have that. You're, you're desiring it, you're talking about it, you're praying about it. it it's part of you. Yes. It might be that in a church of 150 people, you can find... 10 who yes. think the same way and yeah, so so you gather the 10 and you, you start a prayer meeting somewhere and you go after it and maybe the 10 becomes 15 or or 20 and you can start something that's mm. off on the side that doesn't threaten the people who yes. maybe have been burned by their past experience yeah. and there's a reason why they feel the way they do but by going with those who, who get it you can start mm. to see something spread I think that was uh before my time, but hearing the way it was told, when you were first planting into Fallowfield here, there was there was something a little bit like that going on. Um, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you... Yeah, no, you're absolutely that. right. I mean, you're absolutely right, actually. I think there is a... Uh, Colin was very good. Instead of saying, like, uh, making it a theoretical, we want to become a multi-site church. Like, it, we, we were then a group of 50 people in one Sunday meeting, including kids. Uh, instead of theoretically going for it, instead he did exactly what you did. He got me, and uh, I was not a good example of many of the cultures, but I did one of ours is have a go, and so that was a um, which I really wanted to do. Uh, and so he kind of set me up to be able to have a go and plant a site with. I think I've you know my core team was was me really, <laughs> there were, and there were four other people I bullied to come along, uh, and that was and that meant it could the issue could have could be raised properly because there was something actually happening. So you had a practical thing to talk about instead of a theoretical thing to be scared by. So no, you're absolutely right. So he found uh, me and probably three or four others who would be those kind of innovators right at the beginning of the, of the bell curve. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, I think we'll wrap this one up here. Uh, it's just a little uh, exploration on, how culture works and then uh, come back next week because we'll start digging into some of the the seven points of the the ccm culture so yeah have a good week and we will be back soon